go a little mad sometimes. Join us this week on The Swearwolves as we discuss Psycho 2 and Psycho 3. Who knows, we might even put on our mom's clothes. We might even talk like our moms. <laughs> I don't know, we'll just see what happens. the swear wolves horror podcast the podcast that discusses all things horror i'm brett i'm david david yeah how's it going buddy it's good i'm good man how are you doing all right yeah hanging in there yeah keeping your sanity <laughs> trying <laughs> trying just it's harder know. every day it does it's it's not even necessarily like the whole like lockdown because i feel like you can go out and do stuff yeah it's just different everything's different and I don't even know when it's going to ever be the same. Even if even if a vaccine came out like within the next couple of months, it's like nothing's going to change right away. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. Not everybody's going to a even get the vaccine because you got all those people. But <laughs> b, it's like there's not going to be enough to give it to everybody. C, we don't know if it's going to mutate. And so they're going to rush it, and it's going to be like a horror movie. Oh, people are going to turn into zombies. But fortunately, we've been awesome. training for years <laughs> yeah, for, for such an event. <laughs> Have been. I just need to see the second half of season ten of The Walking Dead to find out exactly what to do. Exactly. That's been postponed, huh? Like oh, I think is it? I, yeah, I don't because it, it should be starting. Yeah, or I think should have started. I think it's coming in October. Is it? I think so. Well, that's. Cool. I don't know for sure, but hopefully. I know American Horror Stories new season isn't going to be right away. Like I think they're just starting filming. Ah, that's a bummer but they never tell you what it is. Like they give you like clues. Yeah, They do a very good job of like keeping it a mystery until shortly before it actually starts. The cast looks really cool. Kathy Bates is back. Macaulay Culkin's in it. Oh, awesome. Evan Peters is back. Macaulay Culkin. That'll be cool. Yeah. And from the clues, like my wife thinks it's got to do something with like maybe mermaids or something. Mm. Cause they've been showing like a beach, like these like claws coming out of like wet claws or, or teeth. Like weird, like maybe it's like a fucked up version of the love boat. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up version of anything. It's like yeah, yeah exactly. Like, didn't they just come out with a fucked up version of Fantasy Island? Yeah, yeah, like they did. Bloomhouse did. I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, maybe we should watch that. Yeah, or maybe not. So yeah, you're talking about sanity. Picked a couple of movies this week that I hadn't seen in a long time, and you had never seen. Yeah, I don't think so. I thought I had maybe seen the second one, but as I watched it, it wasn't nothing was familiar. Yeah. So Psycho two and Psycho three. Now, before we get into that, Psycho. Yeah. Obviously, our listeners are like, "Why the hell <laughs> <laughs> review Psycho, you bastards?" Well, 
I think the reason why is uh, I wrote an article on, for Psycho on our website. Um, so my views are already out there, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're in line with your views. And a lot of people who are into horror regard Psycho as one of the greatest horror movies yeah. ever made. Like it's one of Hitchcock's probably best. Yeah, it's probably like it's a, not up. It's there. in his top three or five for me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and it's more horror. Well, it still like falls in that like. It's probably a three for me on yeah. my Hitchcock list. Yeah, I don't know. Well, now I'm thinking of other ones. It might be lower. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like, there, a lot of his are like thriller or suspense or yeah. mystery. This one is more along the lines of horror. Right. Like Norman Bates is like the original like slasher. He physically slashes the butcher knife. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it also broke tons of rules, right? Like killing off the lead. Yeah. Like her. It was the first movie to show a flushing toilet, which that's really weird too. That was a thing. Can't show a toilet. But why would you ever want to for that? Like tons of directors were like, if I could just show this toilet, show this toilet, (laughs) be so edgy. If I could show this turd in the toilet. (laughs) And this one won't flush. (laughs) (laughs) Got a floater. Yeah. So that movie came out, and I, I gave, I, I mean, that's a five header. Yeah, I'd go by five on that as well. I mean, everything from the acting, Anthony Perkins, uh, Janet Lee, Janet Lee, the music, yeah, the the direction, the cinematography. I mean, yeah. it's just a beautiful film. Um, and for those of you who haven't been to Universal Studios in California, the Psycho House is still, it's still there. there. Yep, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah. If you take the back backlot tour, you can. It is it. awesome. It's yeah. one of my favorite parts of the tour. Yeah, that tour is so fun. And you just drive by it. Like, yeah, it's, it's not awesome. like you're on a tram and yeah. you just drive right by it. But it's still fucking awesome to look at. It's really cool. But they reuse that set for Psycho Two. Yep. They went back to the well. And they had to rebuild. I think the, the motel. Hotel, the motel. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Psycho Two came out in 1983. So this is 22, 23 years after. Yeah, 23. The 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 original one was released. 22 years is what they use in the movie because it was probably filmed in 82. Yeah. But uh, 1983, directed by Richard Franklin, written by Tom Holland. I saw that. Interesting. A young Tom Holland. It said to be one of his earlier works. Yeah. So after this, he went on to do... Fright Night. Fright Night and then Child's Child's Play. Play. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see the the, uh, cinematographer was Dean Cundey, who who did um, Halloween, uh, Jurassic Park, uh... A lot of Zemeckis stuff. Like, I want to say, I think he did all the Back to the Future movies. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and then music was Jerry Goldsmith. Yep. Who's like... Awesome. Awesome. Stars Anthony Perkins. He's back as Norman Bates. Vera Miles is back as Lila Crane slash Loomis. So she hooked up with Sam after the... She did. Oh. So it's like, okay. Do you think Marion was like haunting her? That's my man. <laughs> Stay away from me, you. Uh, yeah. Stay away, you bitch. <laughs> That's weird. It is weird. It's like you were dating, engaged to, I don't know, my sister. My sister gets murdered. Maybe they were just, they yeah. just fell together. The other sister? Yeah. He's just like, whatever. Second best is better than nothing. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> we also have Meg Tilly as Mary, um, Jennifer Tilly's younger sister. Yeah. Which I always thought Meg was older. I did as well. But yeah, and I looked I, it up. I was like, oh, it's yeah. a couple couple years different. Got Robert Loja. Robert Loja as Dr. Raymond. And then Claudia Bryan as Emma Spool. Uh, we also have uh, Dennis Franz. <laughs> yeah. As uh, Toomey. What's his name? Toomey. Toomey. Warren Toomey. Yeah. 
So um, music, like I said, by Jerry Goldsmith. Budget was $5 million. Not a huge budget, but I don't know, 1983 budget. Maybe it is. Box office, $34.7 million. Nice. It made a good that's return. A, yeah, that's a hit. Do you know why they made this movie? No. Okay. So the guy who wrote the book, Psycho, that Alfred Hitchcock based the movie on. Yeah. Robert Block is his name? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but yeah. Um, Bloch. <laughs> Bloch. Blochy. <laughs> he was writing Psycho 2, the book. And Universal was like, we got to fucking make a movie. Yeah. Because we need to just do it. Oh, I think I did hear this. And then they read the book, right? And then they're like, yeah, we can't do this. Well, they just didn't. I think they did it independently. Mm. And they didn't even go to him for Interesting. the book. But the story in the book, I, I read a little synopsis of it. It seemed pretty cool. I mean, it wasn't like awful. Yeah. But um, anyway, they went ahead and did their own. So Tom Holland just wrote something of his own. And, and Anthony Perkins didn't want to come back. He was like, Norman's done. I'm, I'm already like Norman yeah. Bates for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. But he read the script and he really liked it. They also went to Alfred Hitchcock's daughter because Hitchcock had been dead for a few years at this point. Yeah. And they went to Alfred Hitchcock's daughter and she gave the blessing. Oh, that's cool. So they really tried. Pat Hitchcock, she's still around, I think. She's old. Well, she's got to be. Or maybe she's, ah, she might have passed away. Alfred Hitchcock was born in the 1800s, yeah. I think. So. <laughs> yeah, 1899, I think. Yeah. But uh, so they got like pretty much a really good crew, a really good um, cast, and they got the blessings of pretty much everybody, except for the guy who wrote the novel. Yeah. But uh, Universal owned the rights, so they just wanted to keep going. I just looked it up. Pat, uh, Pat Hitchcock is still alive. Yeah, how old is she? Uh, she was born in 1928, so she's up there. Yeah, she's 92. Yeah. Look at that. Boom, math. I'm like a calculator Look at you. right here. Yeah. Uh-huh, you're like fucking Rain Man. Yep, I am. <laughs> 347 toothpicks. Let's uh-huh. uh, get ready for it. Let's watch some Wapner. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the movie opens up, and uh, we're in a courtroom, and Norman is getting a hearing. Like I said, it's 22 years later after the events of the original Psycho. And uh, what do you well, mean? Before, actually, actually, before that, yes. it starts in black and white, which it I starts was with really the, cool. It, you're absolutely correct. Yeah, we get the shower scene. We get the whole shower scene from the original, and then and it transitions to color. Yeah, and we get a new scene in black and white as it pans around the hotel room right. that we didn't see in the original, and then it transitions to color. So I like that because it's an homage. To I thought that was cool. Alfred Hitchcock's movie. And it's bringing us up to date and what exactly transpired yeah. uh, in the in the first film. And we go to uh, the courtroom now, and Norman is uh, getting a hearing by the judge. And they're trying to say, like, look, he's been rehabilitated. Yeah, he, is, he can be released. He's not a danger. He's not a danger to society. Um, it, a lot of it is blamed on his mother. Mm-hmm. And, the, I mean, obviously the way that she treated him and it caused him to be a psycho. Yeah. And uh, we got a title and then, um, <laughs> but they say like he's been rehabilitated. He's been getting therapy. He now has the tools to like deal with some of the, those things if they crop up again. Yeah. And Robert Loja is going to be his kind of contact. He's the doctor that's been working with him. And although they don't have a caseworker because budget constraints, um, Robert Loja is taking him like as a personal case. Yeah. And uh, he's got him a job at a diner. diner. Yep. But Norman wants to go back and live at the house. Yeah, I would have said no. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, they couldn't stop him. Yeah, he owns the place. He owns the place, um, and he still owns the hotel. And the hotel's still running. That's where we meet Dennis Franz. Yeah. Uh, Toomey runs the hotel. Yeah, he's a real bastard. Yeah, and he's just been kind of running it as like a seedy, like uh, hourly rates yeah, type. He, he uh, looks like he's uh, he looks like he smells. Oh God, he just he looks, looks like gross. he smells like sausage. Yeah, like yeah, like, <laughs> like, po- like Polish sausage. Yeah, like just <laughs> sausage the, links. Yeah, just the kielbasa. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he keeps like sausage links in his pocket in yeah. case that pack of dogs ever chase him. Because... Yeah, well, they would because that's what he smells like. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, but uh, Loomis or um, Lila. She's pissed. She's at the hearing. She's like, "No, like he's dangerous. He'll he'll kill again." Yeah, she starts yelling out. in the She's middle of the out. in the middle of court. Order. Yeah, but they're like, "Whatever." Get Wapner's like, "Yeah, tough shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so he goes back home, and he gets inside the house, and the house is exactly the same. Like, yep. they did a really good job of like they recreating did. all the yeah. interiors, um, and everything's old and dusty, and just that fucking psycho house. Yep. So Norman is like, whatever. And he finds out that Toomey's been using the place for like Like drug parties and stuff. Yeah. And so he fires Toomey. Yeah. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't know if he does that like right away, but pretty soon after. Pretty early on. Yeah. He, he, he fires him and then Toomey's like, fuck you. And he gets all butthurt. He's super butthurt about it. Uh, We go to the diner that Norman's now going to be like an assistant cook a line cook at, and um, did you notice the video games in the background? I did. I saw there was a Ms. Pac-Man and a, was it a battle zone? Yeah. Battle zone. Yep. Was in this one. It changes in the next one. It does. And I was really excited when I saw what it was. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. Awesome. Um, but uh, they go there and uh, he starts working and there's a waitress um, by the name of Emma Spool. She's kind of an older waitress. Mm-hmm. And she's being nice to him. She knows about Norman and stuff, but she's still being nice. She's like a, a, a grandma. Kind of a grandma type, yeah. yeah. She's been in the town a long time. She yep. knows everybody. Yep. And then you got Mary, who's Meg Tilly's character. And she's a kind of a new waitress. And she's kind of bumbling. Like Mary describes her. She says she's got a heart of gold, but a head, full of, a head of wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's also like arguing with her boyfriend. Yeah. So Norman kind of notices her. Um, Norman's predilection with young, attractive females yeah. <laughs> aside, he, he just noticed her and he's trying to be nice, I think. Yeah. And he, Cause he finds out that like she got kicked out from her boyfriend's place. So yeah, she's her got boyfriend. nowhere to go. So he's like, Hey, I've got a, a motel. You're, you're welcome to stay. Yep. So he brings her back to his place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's going to give her a room and, uh, that's when he finds out what Toomey's up to. Toomey picks the room key for number one. Yeah. And he's like, you gave her number one. Oh no, I'm sorry. Norman picks the room key. That's in the, that's in the, oh, that's in the second, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the next one, <laughs> but he picks one. He's going to reach for number one and then he changes his mind. So yeah. the way that Anthony Perkins plays this character, even going back to the original psycho is like, he's a very like, oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shucks. Like a very like <laughs> golly G. Yeah. Very good natured, sim- like, sympathetic character. Yeah, you know? he wants to do right by by others and by himself, but he's tortured, mm-hmm. and that's what I think makes the character of Norman such a interesting character. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, he gives gives Mary a room, and that's when he finds the drug paraphernalia. He tells Toomey to hit the road. He better be gone by tomorrow. And this is where we see him like really get angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Norman goes up to his house. Oh yeah, and when Fran- uh, when um Toomey yells at him, I thought like, 
would you scream at a murderer? I mean, he I'd be like, no, because he think and he does think he's crazy. Like I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, no, nah, you've you've killed people before. Yeah, at least, at least one person that uh, we know of. I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah, and clean up the and drugs. I, and I was doing shady <laughs> shit, so yeah, you caught me. And yep. yeah, you're, you're firing, just go, hey. you're firing me is justified. <laughs> yeah, or at least just go, hey, listen, I'm sorry about that. Times there are changing. It's not 1960 anymore, but we can go back. Yeah, was what I was that wrong? What I was doing? Oh, my bad. 1982. Come on, stop. Yeah, it's the cocaine era. <laughs> We're all doing it. Yeah, come on, Norman. You want to bump Scarface? <laughs> no, you haven't, because you haven't seen shit. He's like, been oh, locked up. There's so many movies you got to watch. Yeah. Um, he befriends this Mary, and uh, Mary at first is a little apprehensive, and then she goes up to the house and visits with him. He makes a, a ham sandwich and milk, which is, seems like a weird combination. Yeah. When, you know what he I eats w- sandwiches and milk in the first one, too. It's a very, like, Midwestern-y, like, wholesome, leave-it-to-beaver type fucking yeah. thing to have milk with dinner. That's weird. And <laughs> I couldn't even tell you the last time I drank milk. I Yeah. I, as I've gotten older, like, I can't really even drink no. milk. Like, if I have milk, it's got to be, like, almond, almond milk. milk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not because I'm, like, some fucking granola hippie. <laughs> um, it's because, like, the lactose in yeah. milk, like, it does not. Are you intolerant? I think I've developed it. You know, one time I tried to drink a gallon of milk in an hour. Oh, God. Did you barf? Yeah. And shit my brains out. <laughs> at like almost at the exact same time. Oh, no. Like I barfed, the then worst. turned around, sat and on the toilet. That's the worst. And you're barfing into your butt. poop. Oh. No, I pooped oh, into you my pooped first? Yeah. That's the way to do it. If yeah. you're going to have that problem. I'm, yeah. I was able to tighten up the sphincter just enough just that enough I could to throw get the, up. Get the barf out so it doesn't shoot out the back end. And it like all came out. And then I felt fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I did. I tried to do that. And I was I was doing it at my cousin's house. In fact, I think we were watching uh Sleepaway Camp. Oh really? When you when you drank your milk? Yeah. And I was drinking it. I think it was Sleepaway Camp two or Sleepaway Camp Three. Yeah. And I was drinking it and I was fine, right? I was just drinking glass after glass. And I was marking it off with a like a marker. <laughs> and I got to where there's probably about an inch and a half left. Started feeling a little woozy. And my cousin said, I he goes, I just looked at you and you turned white. <laughs> And you were like, I need help up because I couldn't like stand up. Yeah. Like my stomach was just Whoa. like. Now, so. is this like whole milk or like skim? I, just, I think it was like 1%. Okay. Or maybe 2%, but it wasn't whole. A little creamy? I thought I could do it. <laughs> I thought wrong. Yeah. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. But I remember being a kid and with dinner, we'd always have a glass of milk. That's weird. And that's what my wife said. My wife's like, milk? Why would you drink that with dinner? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. That's just what I grew up with. Yeah, when I was a kid, milk was a breakfast thing. With just cereal or just yeah, as a glass? Just, yeah. Dude, when I was like a growing boy, when I was like 12, 13, I, could, I probably could have drank a gallon of milk in an hour because I was drinking milk all the time. Hmm. This episode of The Swear Wolves is brought, brought to you by, by milk. milk. <laughs> it does the body good. Yep. The National Dairy Association better contact <laughs> it's us. It's a great source of calcium. <laughs> Strong bones, fuck osteoporosis. Someday, I'm drinking drinking milk. You remember those milk commercials? I'm gonna be big and strong. And someday, and then they would show them like grow, and then they went like from ugly duckling or weakling oh, to yeah, like yeah. handsome and beautiful. All those got milk commercials too. That didn't work. Yeah. I drank a bunch of milk, and look at me. <laughs> it's all mm. bullshit. Now I'm intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost our milk sponsorship. <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> well, drink almond milk then. <laughs> Do you think uh, Norman was like, "Hey, you want to see me drink an entire gallon of milk?" 
She's like, no, thank you. And he's like, I'm going to do it. He's like, no, you don't have to do it. He's like, ah, no, nah, I'm going to do it for you. It's been a while, but I think I still got the stomach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he gives her the ham sandwich and the glass of milk. And she's like, sure. She's like, <laughs> then she's like, can you cut it? Yeah, cut it in half. And he's like, and he sees the knife in the drawer. And he's like, oh, I don't have any knives. And she's like, sure you do. And she's like, well, there's got to be something around here. And she opens it up and she's like, here. And she hands it to him. And he's like, like, cut it yourself. Yeah, you lazy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So he grabs it. And then it's like this whole constant, like, what's going to cause him to, like, yep, revert back. Yeah. And as he's holding the knife, he's like, yeah, exactly. And it goes from, like, even, you know, the, the, he didn't pick room one he picked room seven he didn't get the knife but then she gave it to him so it's like all these little things but then we start getting more yeah and mary's a little bit creeped out and she also knows that he was locked up she doesn't know exactly what he did she finds out yeah she finds out um but that's and that's when she's like "Ah, girlfriend said i could stay over at her place Uh, i'm out of here (laughs) but norman he tells her, like he tells her that he poisoned his mom when he was a kid. Yeah, when he was twelve. He doesn't tell her that he murdered Janet Lee's character. No, <laughs> yeah, he leaves that little tidbit out. Yeah, when he wasn't a kid. But um, he, he then he finds like a note under like the phone. Yeah, and it says I, like, and he had found a note earlier in the movie too, like when he first moved into the house. Yeah, and it's from mother. Now we don't know how long that note's been there. It could have yeah. been there for forty years. And that's what I thought when he found the first note. I was like, yeah, it's an old ass note. But he goes to the restaurant and he's cooking and he's picking orders from that, that wheelie thing that, that spins around. Yeah. Yeah. Know, grab the ticket carousel. Yeah. I like those diners. I like those too. <laughs> that's my dream is to open, open, open a, a diner. I, I don't know. It's not really, but I, I like the idea of it. Yeah. Like a greasy spoon. Like where you're just like, we have pancakes and hash browns in the morning. We have burgers and sandwiches in the afternoon yeah. and maybe some meatloaf for the blue plate special <laughs> and a fucking Miss Pac-Man in a battle zone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe not battle zone, but Miss Pac-Man. For sure. Battle zone was an okay game. It was all right. I had one for like a couple days. Did you? I traded it. Did right it have a little, the little step? It did. Yeah. But it's not a very good game. It's just a fucking. It's a novelty. Yeah. Um, now that the boring part of the podcast is over, we talk about <laughs> video games. <laughs> So he's back there at the diner. Mary's working. Toomey comes in and he's like all handsy grabsy with Mary, but he's also drunk. Yeah, he's an asshole. And he starts talking shit about Norman. Norman reaches up to grab the next order and it's a note and it says like, it says, don't let that little whore in my house again. Mother. Yeah. Oh shit. And so he's like, fuck you Toomey. And he goes out there and he's like going to kick some ass. Yeah, he thinks that he did it. By the way, Anthony Perkins. How skinny is that guy? He is a, a slender man. He's He's got like a size 22 waist. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's very thin. He shops in the kids kid section. section, but like for really tall kids because yeah. he seems like a tall guy. He's kind of lanky. Yeah. But uh, he's going to kick ass and Toomey's like, you're a fucking psycho. And uh, they kick Toomey out and Norman's like, he runs away. But uh, Norman then quits going to the diner. He's like, you know what? I'm going to reopen the hotel the motel and i'm just gonna work here and this yeah. is how i'm gonna get my income i'm gonna make it a nice stop again even though they opened up a freeway now so nobody comes around mm-hmm. here we'll get some people every once we'll get in a while some business yeah. yeah mary comes back uh to the motel that night after deciding that she wasn't gonna stay there and she's like ah, i changed my mind or things didn't work out with the girlfriend because it's only like a one-bedroom place and they were banging the whole time it was yeah hard to sleep <laughs> 
Um, so she's like, hey, I'm going to take a, takes a shower, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. And there's a peephole in the shower. Now, this is in the house. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and the peephole was coming from the mom's room? Uh, yeah, I think into so. Into the bathroom? Yeah. And there's an eye looking at her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't see it right away, does she? Uh, yeah, that's true. Not yet, I don't think. I think I, later on she yeah, sees one. that's true. Yeah, she doesn't see it this time. Yeah. But um, anyway, some stuff, some other stuff happens. I, I don't know. Uh, right after that, mother kills Toomey. Pretty oh, much right after that. Toomey's so he, packing up his stuff. He's in, he's in where, you remember in the first movie where all the taxidermy was? Yeah. Uh, yeah he's, he's in that room. He's in that back office area of the, of the motel. And uh, we see a shadowy figure. It's mother. Yep. Like from the first movie. We never, we don't see the face. Kills. Like we see the dress and the feet. And re, re. Well, yeah. we don't get that. We music, don't get that music. But <laughs> we get Jerry Goldsmith's version of it. Yeah. I think they paid some homage. There was some. Yeah. Um, but uh, Toomey's dead. And then uh, Norman's at home. The and doctor comes to visit. Yeah. And this is also, this is where Mary finds the peephole. Like she doesn't see an eye, but she does find the peephole in the bathroom. Yeah, and then she's kind of creeped out. Yeah. So she heads for Z Hills. <laughs> but Norman's at home also, and he hears something, and he goes into his mother's room, which was like like nobody had lived in it for like 50 years. And he goes in there, and like the bed's made. There's Everything's clean. Yeah, and he's like, what? It's like mother's back. Yeah. And then he hears a noise up in the attic and it's like his mother's voice or something. And he goes up to the attic and then he gets locked in. He's up there for a while. Then we get some two, then then we cut to like these two fucking teenage kids. Yeah. They're going to bang in the fruit cellar, right? Smoke some weed and bang, bang, and then get out of there. Yeah. Cause I guess that's what kids were doing. Yeah. While he was locked up. Doesn't sound so bad. Doesn't, but they they roll out this dirty ass mattress. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna bang you on this dirty ass mattress that everybody else in town has came on, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! So they start fucking around, and then they hear a noise, and they look in the other room, and there's an old woman, mm-hmm. who they think is an old woman at least, fumbling around in the other room, and they're like, "Oh, we got to get out of here." So the girl goes to climb up, and get out of the cellar through the window that they climbed down. Yeah, she gets out. She gets out. And then the guy's like trying to get out, but, and she's like, come on, come on, Jerry, or whatever his name was. <laughs> and then the woman comes up behind him and stabs and him. Did. And we see his fingerprints like mm-hmm. slide down the, the slide gl- down the glass, yeah. the glass of the window. Cause it's all dusty. And she, the girl runs. Yeah. Smart. Norman's upstairs and all of a sudden he hears Mary's voice and he's like, Mary, I'm up in the attic. Come let me out. So as the audience, we're like, well, wait a second. Like is Norman must be like yeah, back to his like split personalities. Mm-hmm. Mary comes up. She opens the door right up. She's like, it's not even locked. And Norman's like, what? I was locked. And in he here. goes, but my mom's room. And he goes down there. The room is back to when it, yeah, it's all old. It's all old and dusty and nothing. And he's like, I'm losing my fucking mind. Sheriff knocks on the door. Uh, this young lady says that you killed her boyfriend. Yeah, is that true? <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, he's like, no, nah, I, I was. Lock, like, I was locked up here or yeah. something like that. And, and Mary's like, no, he was with me. Yeah, yeah she straight up covers for him. Yeah, and they so go that down, was interesting. Yeah, they go down to the fruit cellar and there's nothing. Yeah, there's not even the it, fingerprints. It, yeah, in fact, it looks clean. Yeah. And he's like, who cleaned this up? And Mary, yeah, that, Mary's like, I did. 
Yeah, this place looks like it was recently cleaned. Yeah. And uh, like I said, the, the fingerprints that were left on the window, and this will come into play later on, um, but in the next movie. But the fingerprints that were on the window, they're not even there anymore. Right. And so the sheriff's like, well, we got no evidence. So I guess we'll just say nothing happened. <laughs> I mean, the, this young girl saw her boyfriend get murdered. In in the fruit cellar. Like, this yeah. is a crime scene. Yeah. It is weird. They're very quick to dismiss. They're like, oh, yeah. Now everything seems to check out. Oh, yep. you vouch for this guy? Okay. Yep. 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 Cool. Well, see ya. Um, meanwhile, Lila Crane. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. It's like... <laughs> Whipping the <laughs> whipping the, was it sausage or something? Yeah, like, a, like, like a, it's nunchucks. Like a nunchuck. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Well, well see you later. I've got worms. <laughs> Did you were like Harry on the toilet when you drank that gallon of milk? Oh, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that movie is when he's like talking to uh, whoever in the bar at the at the hotel, mm-hmm. and he goes. And he's walking out and he sees the oh, newspaper. Oh, the moon landing? He's like, we landed on the moon! It's <laughs> <laughs> <Which is> wonderful. <laughs> it's so much better the more you watch it. Um, so, anyway, Lila Crane. That's right, she shows up. And she's kind of like snooping around. Mm-hmm. Well, Mary goes down to the hotel, to the motel, excuse me. And she's going to, oh, she's like, she's like, Norman, you just need a drink. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he's like, I don't got I don't any drink. alcohol. And she's like, well, I'm sure Toomey has some. Yeah, hidden. there's got to be a bottle of hooch down in the office. <laughs> yeah. So she goes down there and Lila like scares her. Yeah. And Mary turns to her and she's like, mom. Yeah. What oh, are you shit. Doing? We got a revelation. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> They're related. What do you think about that? I, that took me by surprise. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. What we learn uh, as the audience, we find out over the next several minutes it does explain. Then I was like, oh, okay. I see what's going on here. That's why she covered. Yeah. So Lila and Mary, Lila more so than Mary, have been setting up this plot, this convoluted plot to drive Norman back to insanity by leaving him notes. Yep. And doing some making sh- phone calls, making phone calls to him, pretending to be his mother. Mary dressed up the room all nice, locked yep. Norman in the attic. Yep. De-dressed the room and then let him out and was like, oh, no, you're not locked in here. Just gaslighting him. Just just to to fuck with him. Yeah. Which I don't quite understand. Well, because they wanted him back locked up. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get to that in my review. Okay. (laughs) Their their motivation is that Lila didn't want him released, so she's just going to drive him crazy. So he'll go back to the mental hospital. Yeah. So everybody will realize he's crazy. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't kill anybody. In this plot. Yeah. (laughs) But Mary is like, you know what? He's not a bad guy. I know he killed my aunt. Yeah. (laughs) But. But I think he's changed. Yeah. And he's really nice. Why don't we leave him alone? Yeah. And the mom's like, fuck you. Do as you're told. (laughs) Do it for your dad. Do it for your dead aunt. Yeah. Who should have been your mom. But then she died. And then your dad married me. Married me. (laughs) And then we. Yeah, and, and then you were so born. don't even worry about that. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Don't <laughs> worry about this Hamlet relationship yeah, we just, got going on here. Just go go write another note. Get the fuck out of here. Call yeah. yourself a slut in the note. <laughs> yeah, you fucking slut. <laughs> She's like, Mom, why'd you call me a slut? Because you are. You are. <laughs> you whore. Like, oh, uh, yeah, so Lila and her, they actually get into another argument back at the um, at the hotel that Lila's staying in. 
and the guy who like at the desk oh yeah he like overhears, he overhears it and he's like hmm something shady's going on here yeah this bitch is up to something <laughs> but um lila goes back into the she goes back into the bates house and she dresses up as norman's mom mm-hmm. and she's like scooching around there what happens to her she gets killed does she get the killed? mom Ly- yeah lila. Oh, lila yeah she gets killed in the fruit cellar yeah, she's in the fruit cellar. She pulls. She gets the. She's going to get the costume on. Yeah, and then she gets killed. Yep. We don't see the assailant. No, but she gets killed. We find out a little bit before that too that Norman thinks he killed that kid. Like yeah. he has no recollection of it. Yeah. Uh, but there's like a toilet that's clogged and it's got it's full of towels that were used to like soak up the blood. Do not flush sanitary yeah, napkins. Don't flush. <laughs> yeah. Or towels like anything with blood on it don't flush yeah don't flush that <laughs> uh and mary still thinks he's innocent even when he's like look at all these bloody towels she's like yeah yeah you did you probably didn't do it though yeah she thinks it was her mom yeah well she thought her mom killed somebody i or that it was like fake blood and the mom was just yeah messing with yeah, yeah yeah she okay. thought that that makes more sense the whole dead kid thing i don't know because because mary knows norman didn't do it yeah because she had him locked up in the attic and mary probably thinks that uh it was the mom's told the kid to say that yeah 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 she doesn't think there was a dead well but there had to have been a dead body someone had to have cleaned I, oh I don't know. well maybe she thinks her mom cleaned it up or there wasn't anything down there whatsoever i don't know it it's it makes sense it does because mary knows norman didn't do it that's all she knows but norman thinks he did it and he's slowly going mad. We all go a little mad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Does he say that in this one or in part three? I think it's in part three. In this one, he, yeah. I think it's just something like, I think it's starting again. Yeah. Like something's yeah. something's amiss. Now, now uh, Lila's dead. And Mary tries calling her mom. And she's like, whatever. But the phone, because the phone rings. And Norman starts talking to somebody. Yeah. And so Mary goes to the other phone. And she's like, Norman, this is your mom. Hang up the phone. Norman. She's like, Norman, we gotta we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Oh, this is why. Because the cops pull a car out of the swamp. Just like in the first movie. Yeah, I was gonna say they drag that swamp. And they pull a car out of there and Toomey's body's in the back. Mary knows that this and she's like, Fuck. Yeah. Norman, we gotta go. She's like, Let's just go. They'll never catch us. And Norman's like, What's the point? We we run, they're gonna catch us at some point. And Mary's like, I guess you're right. Phone rings again. Norman starts talking to mom. And Lila's like, you are fucking crazy. So she goes down into the fruit cellar and gets her uh, fucking costume on, her mom costume. Mm-hmm. And she comes back up and she's like, Norman, it's your mother. Hang up the phone. And he's like, you're not my mother. And he's like, she's like, and even Robert Loja's like, they dig up his dead. Yeah, mother. I was going to say, we, we skipped that. Sorry, but yeah, they sorry. had the, the grave exhumed, which I was like, man, he's got some good hookups. Like, hey, why don't you just dig up this grave so I can prove to this guy that his mom's dead? Yep. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. They open the cast. He's like, is that your mom's skeleton? Yep. Yep. It looks like her skeleton. And meanwhile, those grave diggers are like, fuck, now we got to fucking, fucking put it bury back, this thing. Buried again. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, a lot of labor. Yeah. You're paying us. It's summertime. <laughs> $20 an hour plus overtime. <laughs> And Norman's like, well, that's not my mom. Yeah. And the doctor. My real mom yeah. is the one who's been calling me. She's not dead. And the doctor's like, you're fucking nuts. And the doctor even says, like, the calls were coming from the inside motel the lobby. House. It's inside the house. He's like, the calls were coming from the lobby. It was Lila, dude. She was messing with you. And the doctor and tells him that Mary is Lila. She's daughter. in on it. Yep. 
So Norman's back at the house. Mary doesn't know this, that Norman knows, but Norman tells her, like, I know who your mom is. Yeah. I know what's going on. And she's like pleading for him. This is when he gets the phone call. She goes and dresses up. She's like, we've been doing this all along. It's my mom. You don't understand. Yeah. Yes. I, you do understand, but you don't understand. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, it's not your mom. Um, she goes and gets the costume on. She goes, look, I'm your mom. And he's like, he hangs up the phone and he's like, yes, mother. And um, Robert, Lo- or yeah, Robert sne- Lozier comes yeah. in. He sneaks up on her because yep. he thinks it's Lila. Yep. And she turns around and stabs him. Yeah. She just freaks out. He, he, yeah. He surprises her. She turns around and just whoosh. and kills him. Whoops. So now and that was a cool shot too. Like uh, that was kind of an homage mm-hmm. to the first movie. Like when he falls down the stairs, mm-hmm. it looked a lot like uh, what's the name? Martin Balsam's death. Yeah. In the first one. And then. Norman starts approaching Mary and she's like, Norman, stop, stop. And he's like grabbing at the knife and he's getting his hands all fucked up and cut up. And um, they go down into the fruit cellar and amongst all the coal yeah. for the fire, for the furnace. Yeah. It, it starts falling down and there's we, we Lila's Lila. body. Yeah. And she's like, you motherfucker, you killed my mom. And she like raises up the knife, but the cops come in right at right that, at that moment, time. And they're all boom. Pop, pop, pop. She's got that same stance that Norman has at the yeah. end of part, uh, or yeah, at the end of the original one. And uh, she gets shot. And then we find out that the cops are like, "Look, Norman, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it, it was, was all Lila. It was it. Lila and Mary. Yep, they, and did they killed it. the doctor. They probably they killed, killed this that kid. kid. They were just trying to drive you insane. And uh, you're free to go. <laughs> yeah, and no Norman's like, that. "You be good." Norman's like, cool. And then like, he's back home and he's like fixing himself a sandwich and he's like sitting there eating and there's a knock at the back of the door or the back door of his house. Mm-hmm. And he opens it up and there's Emma Spool, the waitress from the diner. And she comes in and she sits down and he goes, uh, and she's like, oh, you have the table set for two. He goes, yeah, I've been expecting you mother. And she's like, hmm, well, you're right. I am your mom. Yep. I am Norma Bates' sister, Sister. and you were actually my child, and I couldn't care for you. Yeah, I went a little crazy, and I gave, and she took you. Yeah, I got put in like an institution, Mm -hmm. and yeah, she raised you. Yep. So I'm your mom, and I killed all those people. Yeah. She killed Toomey. She killed the kid. Yep. Um, it wasn't Lila and Mary. Oh, she killed Lila. Yep. She killed everybody. So she killed everybody. Norman, Norman actually didn't do anything wrong in this yeah. movie. She killed everybody but uh, Mary, who the cops killed. Yep. And so Norman's like, all right, cool. And he grabs a shovel and he bang, bashes her upside the head and kills her. Yep. <laughs> and then he brings her upstairs. He carries her upstairs, puts her in the chair. And yep. then she starts talking to him. Yep. Norman. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> the end. End of movie. What'd you think? Uh, I liked this movie. Um, so... I, I liked the cast. I thought all of the actors, uh, all the acting across the board was pretty good. Um, the music was awesome. Like it didn't like it didn't ape uh, Bernard Herrmann's score, but it, it paid homage to it. And I thought Jerry Goldsmith's original music was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of Hitchcockian type shots, and you know Hitchcock does a lot of overhead angles, and there was a lot of that in this movie. Yeah. And um, I thought. The plot was a little complicated, but I, I actually liked it. I, I thought it was cool that they put a lot of effort into the plot and that there were creative twists 
Um, I didn't really see the end twist coming that <laughs> that, that, that Emma woman, School was the was mom. The mom. Um, yeah. So I, I give it uh, points for creativity. Some things that I didn't like, I thought it was a little long. It, to me, it felt like it was about 20 minutes too long. How long was it? It was almost two hours, I think. Yeah, you're probably Pretty right. Pretty close. Though. It was very repetitive. It was a lot of, it's my mother. No, Norman, your mother's dead. Yeah, that scene oh, happened it's my twice. Mother. That's you're, why I got confused, too, when yeah. we were talking about it. And there's it. quite a bit of it, because he has the, that interaction with Mary a couple times. He has it with his doctor a couple times. I just thought that got a little bit old. It's like, yes, we as the audience, we get it. Yeah, we've seen the first Mom's one. Mom's dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought the ending twist, while I didn't see it coming, I thought it was a little lame and a little bit uh, cheap. Maybe forced. Yeah. Or just like kind of a middle finger to the audience a little bit. That like, And the, actually, my biggest complaint, I didn't even write this down. Um, I really don't like what they did with the Vera My- uh, Miles character of making her this vindictive kind of uh, bad guy, so to speak. I didn't like that. I didn't think that really did her character justice, that they, tur- they essentially turned her into a villain. And what I was saying earlier um, was that I don't know what her motive was. Like, if her motive was to drive him crazy... But we know that he's killed before. Was she going to intentionally drive him to actually murder someone? I th- and putting yeah. her own daughter in that house? Like, that? I mean, she would be the, the prime victim, I would think. Yeah. It just seemed... I, I just thought it was a little weird. I think they were just trying to lead him up to the point where he maybe turned himself in. Yeah, maybe. Um, but overall, I liked this movie. Um, I gave it a three. Yeah, I really like this movie. And I hadn't seen it. Um, for years, I think I saw this movie and the third one. I rented them both on uh, beta. So that's how long ago that was beta tape. <laughs> we had a beta VCR. Um, but I remember my sister and I, uh, who I used to watch horror movies with as a kid, uh, we rented these and I remember really liking it. And so I watched it again, uh, obviously. So it's been 30 years since I saw yeah. this. And uh, I was like, this is a really fucking good movie. Now, how many movies at this point had had a sequel 22 years after the original? And especially a sequel of a movie, like the initial sequel, okay? I'm not talking like Godfather 2 came out in 72 and then Godfather 3 came out in 90 or whatever it was. I'm talking like the original came out in 1960 and then there was a sequel, maybe uh, Return to Oz, but even that came <laughs> oh, out yeah. in like 85. Yeah. So this was, I, I couldn't find any information and maybe someone out there Longest knows time this. between sequels between a, it's the first movie to have a sequel that many years later after the original. Yeah. The original sequel. I'm talking like the, the right, right. like not part three of something. Um, so I, I really think it was a creative idea back in 1983 to be like, we're going to now, I talked about why they did it, but regardless of why they initially did this, why universal was like, we need to keep the rights or whatever it was. So we need to make another film. Maybe that was why, maybe that was because blocks book. Someone could have picked up the rights. Uh, if Universal yeah, didn't if make didn't, another film that makes sense. And they didn't want to release those rights. So they were like, we need yeah. to make another film. My point is I thought the creativity behind that to go, okay, this is what we're going to do. Also, I thought the story was really good. I thought it paid such a, a a good homage to the original without denigrating the mm-hmm. original. You're 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 spot on when you say the camera 
uh, angles and the cinematography yeah. was good. Obviously, it was in good hands. The music, without just totally using the original score, they were able to do something original, but yet pay uh, the the proper respect to the original. The acting I thought was great. Anthony Perkins, I mean, he is Norman Bates. He did a great job. He, Even like some of the stutters and uh, yeah, the mannerisms yeah. were still all there. It, it was it was all there, and it was all so, so good. And the fact that it was done like in real time, you know, like it had been twenty two years. This had been twenty two years, and yeah. so we. It, it was just really good. I'm I'm gonna rate it higher than you. You gave it what a three. I gave it a three. I almost gave it three and a half. So I'm going to give it a four because I really think it was good. So that gives us an average of three, there you and, go, a three half. and a half. Yeah, I was really close to three and a half on this one. I do understand what you're saying about how they made Lila Crane. Uh, Loomis. Loomis. Whatever you want to call her. They, I don't think they had to make her a Loomis. Like, I don't think that yeah. was necessary. And I don't think that... I think. I mean, I think you're right in the fact that they kind of made her character a villain. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could even understand it if it wasn't her who did it, if it was the daughter of hers, right? Yeah, like if yeah. If it was just Mary who did it, because she's like you, you ruined my you ruined family. my whole family. Yeah. Then maybe it would have been a little bit better because she wasn't directly one of the characters right. from the original. Yeah. But she ends up being the good. The the daughter ends yeah, up being she's the, the good, good one. Good one. So, anyway. For three and a half overall, I highly recommend people watch it. If you haven't seen Psycho 2, if you've been uh, hesitant to watch it because you revere the first one so much, this movie it's is, worthy. is really worth yeah. uh, that. That being said... <laughs> Psycho 3! <laughs> three years later, in 1986, they came out with Psycho 3. Now, this one was directed by Anthony Perkins. Yeah, it's, and I think it's the only movie he ever directed, right? It was definitely his first. It's definitely his first, if it's not yeah. uh, the only one. But um, it was written by Charles Edward Pogue. Pogue. He also wrote The Fly. Really? The remake? The remake? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Music by Carter Bruhl, who has scored a lot of the Coen Brothers films, most of the Coen yeah. Brothers films, including Fargo, Big Lebowski, No Country for Old Men. Like he were, So music was in good hands. Stars Anthony Perkins again as Norman Bates. Uh, Diana Scarwin as Maureen, Jeff Fahey as Dwayne, Roberta Maxwell as Tracy. The budget on this movie was 8.4 million. Box office, 14.4 million. Boop, boop, Boom. <laughs> Financially, this movie was a flop. Yeah. I think part of the reason was is because nobody was asking for this. Yeah. I don't know why they made it Psycho 3. I don't either. It didn't really warrant. And there's really nothing new here. I mean, not to get ahead of myself, but <laughs> I, I go get ahead because <laughs> we can probably breeze through this one pretty we quick. Can. It, it's, it's rehashing a lot of the same stuff from the first one. Um, Norman is still like torn talking to mom and yeah. And he's torn between being the good guy and being the psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference in this one is he's running. It's, it's like a month later, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's really close. Um, to the timeline of part two. But that's what I wanted to mention about the the seller um, fingerprints. Yeah. They're back. Are they back? And I was like, <laughs> and, and I watched these movies pretty close. I watched them the same day. So I was like, they cleaned up the window because those fingerprints weren't there. Maybe some other kids went down there to bang. <laughs> they put the same four fingers like. <laughs> but uh, those are back. The video game. Yeah. Now it's the, Berserk. It's Berserk. Yep. 
I saw that and I was like, that's David's favorite game. It is. One of them. There's also a scene in a bar where there's a kiss pinball. I saw that. Yeah. In the background. There's a centipede, I think, in that bar too. Gotta have centipede. Yeah. Everybody loves centipede. <laughs> I like millipede better. I do too. It's just more fun. Yeah. Agreed. More, more character to yeah. it. I think. Although centipede's a classic. <laughs> um, Berserk's a fun game. You know, um, my first experience with Berserk was on the Atari 2600 at my aunt and uncle's house. Oh, really? And uh, my cousins, my older cousins, uh, who weren't living there anymore, but their uh, their Atari games were still there. And uh, I would play Berserk there, and I loved it. That and Pitfall. Oh, yeah, dude, I played Pitfall on Intellivision yeah. all the time. I loved that game. The game was fun. I played the shit out of that game. When I was in high school, I was like, I'm going to... I'm going to go buy some Atari games because I still had my Atari. Yeah. And so I went down to like Goodwill and they had a shit ton of 2,600 cartridges. Nice. And I just picked them up like a buck, two bucks a piece because this was in the 90s. Nobody, everybody was throwing that shit away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I should have kept no, it all. Nobody cared. I probably ended up throwing it away <laughs> now because um, I only have one Atari cartridge and it's E.T. <laughs> and I have that. Yikes. And, and my wife's supposed to go to Texas Frightmare. Um, in April. Yeah, she's going to have them sign it. I, she Because she wants to meet Henry Thomas. And yeah. I've already met him. Um, but I uh, told her, I said, you're going to take this and have him sign this for me. <laughs> so, That's um, funny. Anyway, I digress. But uh, Pitfall? I love that fucking game. <laughs> it's a fun game. Berserk? Also a game. Because it also talks to you. Berserk was awesome. Intruder, that was, was one alert. Of the, Intruder alert. One of the first arcade games I ever played. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still have it? I do. I still have it upstairs. When are you going to sell it? Never. Dude, that's like my... <laughs> that's that, I'm never selling that one. You're going to sell it. Dude, that was the first arcade game I ever bought. So I've, I've had that game for almost 20 years now. Wow. So I, I think I bought that in 2003, 2004. Wow. You've been collecting Something. that long? Eh, maybe not that long. I, ca- I can't remember. But it's in that time frame. And that game's 50 Somewhere years old Somewhere between like 2003 and 2005. Well, maybe no, it's 50, from 1980. 40 years old. Yeah. Psycho 3. <laughs> Can we just talk about Berserk? Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So what this movie has uh, that the other movie didn't was more of um, Norman being like that psycho. Yes. Right? Because the first, sure. the second movie, he was the innocent. He was innocent. Yeah. But the way it ends is like, all right, I'm ready to accept help you. Help you, mother. <laughs> yep. And that mom from the from the second movie is now the one sitting in the rocking chair upstairs yeah. and she's talking to Ms. him spool and there's this nun character who like tries to kill herself yeah maureen and she ends up killing a nun accidentally whoops and then she runs away yeah jeff fahey fucking fahey he's an asshole man <laughs> picks her up picks her up he's just uh, handsy and just creepy right off the bat yep and then he's like it's raining too hard we're gonna pull over now you're going to give me head <laughs> and she's like no i'm not and he's like well i can get the fuck out and then yeah he's like, it's pretty messed up he's, he calls her a stupid bitch he's like you, sh- you could have been coming instead of going yeah it's like oh he's that's a, so gross he's a dick yeah but then he peels out of there so this poor girl she's now stuck out there because of fucking fucking harvey weinstein over here wants to <laughs> fucking be all creepy and shit be creepy so he he goes driving away and he comes across norman's hotel the bates motel yeah i keep saying hotel yeah motel you know holiday in you know that song no <laughs> you don't know that song hotel motel holiday in that does sound familiar that's from um i said a hip hop. oh yeah yeah to the hip to the hip hip hop you don't stop but rocking to the bang bang boogie step up to the boogie to beat 
<laughs> now what you hear is not a te- you can edit that in right now i'm uh, rapping to the beat <laughs> me crew and a friend Mom, move your feet i am on the mic and i'd like to say hello to the black to the white to the red to the brown to the purple and yellow first i gotta bang bang the boogie to the boogie set up jump the boogie holy shit well uh, well done sir i've heard that song a couple times <laughs> anyway um, you, I didn't know the difference between a hotel and a motel for the longest time. Is it where the doors are? Yeah. Man. It's just like a motel has doors, doors on the outside. Outside. Yeah. Hotels all in the inside. In a hallway. Yep. Hallway hotel. Oh, wow. Like the doors are in the hallway. It starts with H. This is a hotel. That's how you remember. Yep. When there's a quiz on it. Your car is a motor vehicle. It can pull up to the outside. Motor motel. There you go. I don't know if that's how they <laughs> named it. <laughs> but anyway, he pulls up to the Bates Motel. He wants a job. And Norman's like, hey, help wanted. Yeah, five bucks an hour. Sweet. Plus tips. <laughs> yeah, plus whatever you take out, uh, <laughs> take out of the pocket on the side. Uh, and he even tells him, uh, Duke is like, hey, I just need uh, kind of a stopgap thing because I'm, I'm, I'm going to LA. I'm going to be a big rock star. This guy's like 40 years old. He looks like he's 40. <laughs> Jeff Fahey was probably like in his 20s, but he looked like he, he was 40. He looks a little rough, yeah. It's like, dude, you're not Bob Dylan, right? <laughs> he's got his cheap-ass fucking acoustic guitar. He's not going to be a rock star. No. 1986 rock star, my ass. <laughs> uh, back at the... We go back to the diner. It turns out that Miss uh, Spool has been missing for a month or two months or... Yep. I think it's a month. Yep. So yeah, I think this takes place a month later. And there's a reporter lurking around, and the reporter is uh, Tracy, Tracy Venable, and she's like from Los Angeles, and she's like, "Look, I want to interview Norman because I'm doing the story about murder, mass mass murderers, <laughs> mass murderers serial killers <laughs> who have been released from prison or mental institution, yeah. and how they incorporate back into society." This is a very specific article she's writing. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't happen often. It's your specialty. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So she's like, uh, the only one I can think of is Norman Bates. <laughs> so she's going to try to interview him. And then she starts poking her nose around about Mrs. Spool. And she's like, what happened to this chick? Why is she missing? Norman Norman gets released and all of a sudden she's missing. And then there was all these deaths from the Crane uh, Loomis murder uh, thing that happened that the cops didn't blame Norman for. Yeah. And so she starts poking her nose around. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Mary, or more, excuse me, Maureen. Maureen. Um, she comes into the diner and Norman sees her and she looks like, she looks like Marion crane from Marian, the first one. And yep. she's got the same initials and yeah, she's MC. the MC on her suitcase. She's, she's an MC. She's got her headphones <laughs> off. She's scratching. She's on one side. She's like, I just can't wait to meet Brett so he can start rapping for me. Yeah. Can you give me a beat Maureen? <laughs> Motel hotel. Come on. <laughs> she comes into town. Norman's like, you can stay at my place. F O C. <laughs> yeah, he that but, means free of charge. Yeah, he makes a point to always say FOC. He does it in both movies, I yeah, think. Two and three. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Anyway, Dwayne uh or Duke, whatever, Jeff Fahey. Yeah. He gives her room one. And Norman's like, You gave her room Why'd one. Why'd you do that? <laughs> Jeff Fahey's like, whatever. But he also has a history with this chick, and he's like, Look, I'll leave you alone. Yeah, he apologizes. He's like, I'm really sorry about earlier. I apologize for being a for, fucking sexual predator. Almost raping you. Yeah. yeah. My bad. Yep. Can we, we, we can cool? put this behind us? Yeah. Uh, he goes out to a bar. Um, yeah, he Tracy, goes Tracy, the reporter, she comes up to him and she's like, you work there? 
you got to give me some dirt on Norman. He's like, well, yeah, because she hits or he hits on her and she's totally not interested. And he tries to light her cigarette or something like that. And she sees the the Bates Motel matchbook. And she's like, oh, do you work? Yeah. You work there? And then, yeah, now she's interested. Yeah. And he hits on everything. Oh, yeah. By the way. He has no standard. He doesn't like, care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No. But his type up, is everyone. Yep. He ends up hooking up with some redhead. And uh, they go back to the hotel and they're partying. And this is a weird, kinky fucking sex romp that they have. <laughs> it's like they cut out all these porn pictures. It's really weird. And they have like collages up on the wall. Yeah. And it was weird. And then he immediately like turns into a jerk. Like as soon as he's finished. Right after he ejaculates, <laughs> he's, he's like, like, get the fuck out. Yeah. He's just a real asshole. Yeah. And kicks her out. Naked. Yeah. So he's she's like, jerk. fuck you. And she yeah. goes to the payphone. She gets got by mother. And that's actually kind of a cool kill. Although I had to write it down. It takes place 43 minutes into the movie. First, we're, first we're almost 45 minutes in and we get our first kill. Uh, then we hear the sound coming from the house of like, Oh mother blood, yeah. blood. What'd you do? Just like mother? the first one. Yep. And he's cleaning up the next morning. Norman's cleaning up. Fahey comes out and he's all, <laughs> ah, waking up early, huh? Norm. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like some high school football game that's happening. San Dimas High School football rules. And uh, apparently all these people are coming into town for this high school football game and they're all staying they're at, all the staying at the Bates Motel. motel. Yeah. If, if this was a real motel where someone got murdered and you knew about this, and you're, would yeah. you stay there? Hell no. No. Man. No. Oh, and Duke knows something's up too because he gave the girl cab fare to leave and it was like a five dollar bill that was torn on one end mm. and then later he opens the cash register of and the motel and the dollar and it's in there yeah he's like well that's weird yeah so anyway all these people show up they start partying and then we get another death like just random random oh, the girl in the toilet yeah yeah she gets her throat slit yeah why did she get killed i don't know but that was a pretty cool throat slash yeah she gets thrown into the ice chest <laughs> The cops come out to investigate because she's been missing. Yeah. The cops like, there's no body here. He's and he gonna, reaches into the ice chest and he pulls he's out eating ice chips. Yep. And Norman's like what, looking and he sees the body in there. And then he grabs like a bloody ice. That was so gross. And he, he puts, puts it in, in his, his mouth. mouth. He didn't taste that. He's like, Norman, you got too much iron in this. I was going to say water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a better ice maker. Uh-huh. But he didn't say any of that. He just ate the bloody ice. Oh God. So gross. It was so gross. Oh, and Norman, the, the cops want to go into the house, right? They yeah. want to go to mother's room, and he's like, yeah, because that's where mom's corpse is. Yep. So he like runs ahead of them, and they're like, Jesus Christ, what the hell's wrong with you? And, and they get in there. Mom's mom, not there. Mom's not there. Nope. But there's a note. Norman finds a note that says, I'm in cabin 12. I'm in cabin 12. Meet me there. Mother. Mm-hmm. So he goes around down there. Mother? Mother? You know, he's insane, right? So he <laughs> actually thinks she's like alive. <laughs> and he goes down there, and... uh Fahey's there and he's like he's got her they're watching Woody Woodpecker together yeah <laughs> and he's all singing some song girl. oh he's playing his guitar yeah he's like you're cuckoo Norman he's like and Duke kisses mom's corpse which <sighs> oh it's so gross Ugh. and Norman's like give me what the fuck are you gonna do and Fahey's like I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna blackmail, blackmail your ass so he's like alright well Norman and him start scuffling, and he takes his guitar and smashes him, fucking elgabongs him right yeah. upside the head, and fucking <laughs> honky tonk man. Gives him the old Pete Townsend. <laughs> yep. And Fahey's like, "Watch the guitar." Yeah, he says that. that. Stupid. Right? <laughs> so stupid. So Norman puts his body in a car. He puts the other girl in the car. He's gonna drive him to the swamp. Okay, Norman. 
Stop putting people in the swamp. The co- that's the first place the cops look. When someone goes missing, they're going to drag the swamp. <laughs> it's happened three times now. <laughs> so he, he dumps him off, but Fahey's still alive. They tussle. He yeah. drives into the swamp, and uh, Fahey drowns. Yeah. Norman goes back home, and the reporter's there, and she's like snooping around. She's found out something about Emma Spool through the previous owner of the diner that Emma was in a mental hospital and Emma wasn't really the mom. No, she was the sister of Norma. Yeah. Norma was the mom, but Norma stole her boyfriend away. Kind of like Lila Crane did to fucking Marion. Um, but Norma stole her boyfriend and married him and had a kid. And Emma was like, that should have been my kid. So she tried to steal Norman it's this whole fucking convoluted story. Yeah. But basically, she wasn't his biological mom. Yeah. They undid it. So, Lila goes to Norman, and she's like, Norman, I got to tell you this. This happened. This happened. And Norman's dressed up like mother. And he's like, here's like, kill her, Norman. Kill her. And he's like, <laughs> I will, mother. And then he raises up the knife, and he just starts killing mom. Cutting her fucking yeah. taxidermied corpse up. <laughs> and uh, Tracy, the reporter, is like, okay, cool. And then he gets carried off, and they're like, you're never going to get out of the mental hospital, Norman. And he's like, but I'll be free. I'll be free. Yeah. And what'd you think? It was all right. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a couple kills we didn't talk uh, talk about, but yeah. like Maureen. Um, and actually, I, I said oh, it, yeah. in Psycho 2, I said that there was a death that was like an homage to Arbor Guys. It's one. this one. Yeah. Where she falls, falls down, down the, the stairs. stairs. Yeah, because Robert Loggia doesn't fall down the stairs. He well, just gets he, he stabbed. He just goes down. I think he still falls like off the rail or like the banister. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But she falls she down. She falls in a very specific way and the camera follows her yeah. down the stairs. Yeah, that was this one. And she gets stabbed by like uh, Cupid like statue yeah that's right yeah. gets her right in the head i think yeah. right yeah and we kind of like glossed over because because marine be- was going to kill herself and she thought that Mar- uh, the mother was the virgin mary and because norman was going to kill her there's a lot more to that lot- story but but it's not worth it it really isn't <laughs> spoiler uh, alert this is not that good of a movie <laughs> yeah um i i didn't hate this movie but and as far as things that were good uh i thought perkins still great He's the highlight of all these movies. He's very good. Um, I like that this one had some gore. Yeah. Um, which I could also see people not liking this movie for that very same reason because the first the, the first two don't really it's have that. It's not a gore. It, they're, they're not gory yeah. movies. Yeah. And similar to part two, there's a lot of nods to Hitchcock as far as camera angles and just some of the camera work. Um, but the bad stuff, I mean, the first 45 minutes are super boring. Like nothing happens. Um, there's really nothing new here that we haven't seen. It just felt like a cash grab to me. And yeah. based on box office, it, that didn't work. Yeah. Um, but my biggest problem with it, there's no likable characters. I thought the supporting cast was terrible. The only likable character is Norman. Norman. Yeah. Yeah, because like, even Maureen's not really no, that likable. No, Maureen was super annoying. Like, she was annoying. I thought the romance thing between them seemed forced. Uh, yeah, because they knew each other for like four minutes. Duke was super annoying and just a creep. Like... I, I didn't really... The reporter, she wasn't likable either? No, there's no likable people in this. I, I didn't hate it, but um, I wouldn't watch it again. I gave it a two. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'll give it a two. I think that uh, this would, there was no reason to make this movie. And, you know, I did, you know it's funny because I, I totally forgot about the romance between Norman and Maureen. Because it was dumb. And that's like the premise of the movie is like Maureen's <laughs> story. And I totally forgot it's about that. Marine she tried to a, kill herself yeah. and Norman came in to kill her. And we think that he's going to kill her. Like he did Marion. 
Yeah, because it's one. very similar to the shower scene. But, yeah. But she's in the bathtub instead. And she's like dying and he yeah. saves her life instead of kills her. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like a big plot point. Totally forgot about it. Because <laughs> it's, it's forgettable. It's because it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. And plus I was rapping. <laughs> exactly. And bigger fish to fry. So that's a two. Uh, if you're going to see, like, I, I, I recommend Psycho 2. I do not yeah, recommend Psycho 3. Agreed. They did make a Psycho 4. It was a made-for-TV movie, and it was kind of served as a prequel sequel. Nah. I didn't see that one. Nah. Did you see it? No. Henry Thomas is in it. Oh, really? Well, that's cool. Back to the whole E.T. thing. Yeah. He plays circle. young Norman. And uh, Olivia Hussey, who was uh, Juliet in the uh, oh, 1960s in the, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is the mom. Nice. All right. So, things been going on on the internet that I've seen, and that is... TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. I, there's this thing called TikTok. No. Uh, no. People have been ranking Friday the 13th, Halloween, and A Nightmare on Elm Street franchises as a total. Yeah, together. Like all 31 films, there's 31 films in all three of those franchises combined. Rank them from 1 to 31. So I've seen some people do it. Uh, it's, it's been a thing going on. So I thought it would be fun if the swear wolves got involved and David and I ranked all these movies and then compared notes. But I want to ask you something. Do you want to do it from 31 to one or one to 31, 31 to one, 31 to one? I think so. Start with the crap, start with the crap and go up to the, to the best (laughs) only because I think the best we're going to agree on more. Yeah. As it gets to the crap, I don't think we'll agree. So that's what I was thinking. Maybe we start at one and go to 31. But if you want to go 31. It doesn't one, matter to me. Well, apparently, you're really adamant about <laughs> it. So. I like the suspense of a countdown. Well, I like the suspense of what's the worst one. Because I think that's more fun than what's the best one. <laughs> All right. You want to go the other way? Yeah. Let's go the other okay. way. Shit. All right. Get your notes don't, 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 don't. I got them right oh. here. Okay. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Stupid ass bitch. I don't fuck with I, you. I ain't fucking with you. All right, we're going one to 31. All right. All right, I'll let you go first. What's your number one movie of all of these movies? All 31. My number one is Halloween. 1978? Yes. My number one is Halloween, 1978. See, I told you we're going to agree. We'll probably start disagreeing on number two. But but yeah, Halloween, 1978, hands down the best of the films. All right, number two. I have Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. I have Friday the 13th Part 3 Yeah, for number two. Number three, I have a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Three, I have Halloween 2018. All right. What's your number four? My four is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, okay. All right. I think our top 10 are probably going to be just, just mixed up. Different order. Yeah. Um, I have number four is Friday the 13th Final Chapter. Okay. Uh, number five, I have Halloween 2018. Ah, Okay. Five, I have Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. Okay. All right. What do you got for number six? Six, I have A Nightmare on Elm Street, four, The Dream Master. Okay. For my number six, I have Halloween three, Season of the Witch. Okay. Uh, my number seven, Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. Hmm. My number seven, I have the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Uh, number eight. Eight, I have Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. I have Friday the 13th part two. Hmm. That's number eight. Uh, number nine. 
Number nine, I have Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I know that's not going to be high for you. No. Uh, <laughs> Hall- I have I have Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers is number nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, I rate, rate wow, that one high. Wow, that one high. Uh, number 10, I have A Nightmare on Elm Street. 10, I have Friday the 13th, part three. Okay. So, to recap our top 10, I'll go through mine. Halloween, Friday the 13th, part three. Nightmare on Elm Street, three. Friday the 13th, final chapter. Halloween 2018. Halloween 3. Friday 13th Part 6, Friday 13th Part 2, Halloween 4, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. So mine would be Halloween, the original 1978, um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, Halloween 2018, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, Friday the 13th 4, The Final Chapter, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and Friday the 13th Part 3. Okay. So our top 10 are pretty similar. Are pretty similar with the exception of uh, a couple of movies here and there. Your Nightmare on Elm Street 4, My Halloween 4, your Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which shouldn't even belong in the top 20. But, <laughs> um, we'll get back to that. Okay. Number 11. And, and I should say, this is my, I mean, obviously these are our personal opinions. The way that I looked at it is like, if you gave me all of these movies, which one would I watch? Yeah, that's kind of how I did it too. And then if I threw one of them out, which one would be the next one? That that's kind of how watch? I did it too. Um, number 11, Halloween 2, number, 1981. Number 11, Halloween 2. <laughs> 1981. 1981. Uh, that's funny. All right, number 12, I have A Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Okay. Number 12, I have Friday the 13th Part 2. Number 13, fitting, uh-huh. Friday the 13th, 1980. The original. This is going to piss you off. 13, I have Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, it doesn't piss me off. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you why in a couple of, in a couple of <laughs> seconds. <up>. All right. <laughs> that doesn't piss me off okay. at all. Cool. I like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, all right. Um, number 14, I have Friday 13th 5, A New Beginning. Mm, wow. 14, I have Friday the 13th Part 1. Okay. I had that as 13. Okay. Uh, 15, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. 15, I have Friday the 13th, 2009, the remake. Oh, Friday, okay, Friday the 13th. I thought you said Nightmare on Elm Street. I was oh, like, Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Um, 16, I have Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, okay. 2007. Pretty close. Yep. 16, I have Halloween 4. Okay. Uh, see, our lists are kind of similar. They're just slightly jumbled. Slightly a little jumbled. bit different. Yeah. Uh, number 17. Friday 13th, part seven, New Blood. Okay. This one will make you angry. Okay. Uh, 17, Freddy versus Jason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make me angry because... Well, I, not angry, but... but I, you're going to disagree. You yeah, got that. You I, got, I don't have it at 17. No, you got that a lot lower, I'm sure. Not that much. Okay. Uh, 18, Friday 13th, the remake. And I have 18, Friday the 13th, seven, uh, the New Blood. Okay. 19... Halloween H2O, 20 years later. 19, I have Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. 20, I have Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. Oh, okay. 20, I have Halloween 5. Okay. We won't have to, we won't go through all this (laughs) shit again. You have Halloween 5. Where did I put Halloween 5? Oh, I don't have it on here yet. Oh, you had that as 20? Yeah. All right, 21, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Okay. 21, Friday the 13th, uh, 5, New Beginning. 22, I have Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. 
22, I have Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. 23, Jason X. This is where I start getting into the shit. <laughs> yeah. 23, I have Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Oh, really? Yeah, I know you're going to have that one. That though. one I know surprises you that me. <laughs> All right, 24, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. <laughs> Damn. 24, I have Halloween H2O. Where, you put Halloween... You put Wes Craven's New Nightmare where? Uh, nine. I got it at 24. That's like our biggest one. <laughs> yeah. And you said Halloween H2O? Okay. Yeah. All right, 25, Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. 25 of uh, Jason X. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 25. 26, I have Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. 26, 26, I have Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Maybe these will be similar at yeah. the bottom. Uh, 27, I have Halloween Resurrection. 20, ooh, 27, I have um, Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers. Again, these are movies that it's like I would watch. Yeah. Resurrection sucks. Don't yeah, get me it wrong. It does. But there are some fun moments to it where I'm like, that's kind of fun. <laughs> Uh, 28, A Nightmare on Elm Street, 2010 remake. Same. Yep. 29, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. 29, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. 30, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. 30, Friday uh, the 13th, 9, Jason Goes to Hell. And 31, I have Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. And I have Halloween Resurrection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the lists are are somewhat similar. I think the, the biggest ones that we disagree on... Is Wes Craven's new nightmare? Yeah, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, that, that's the biggest yeah. disagreement. I you put that one really high, and that movie is just not that good. <laughs> I was thinking as I was putting this together, a lot of a Nightmare on Elm Street fans, and, and I like the character of Freddy just fine. I I have number three as as my number three Nightmare on Elm Street number three as my third best. But then I don't get into another Nightmare on Elm Street film until number ten. Yeah, like it was. It's like there's a lot better in the other franchises than that first. It's a, yeah, it's not a, it's a pretty uneven series. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. And there's less of them. Yeah, that's true. Of all the other ones. Uh, I guess I put Freddy versus Jason into the Jason column in mine, but it doesn't matter. Um, but that's our list. I guess what we can do is I can give this to you if you want to do a, put this on the, the website. Oh yeah, sure. Like under our write up or something, say like Brett's list, David's list, and your list, <laughs> someone's list. Yeah. But uh, but that's it. I thought that would be something fun for us to do. Um, if not, none of you will ever hear this. But if it was fun, <laughs> if, it, if it translates well, uh, I thought it was something fun. Yeah. But if you have any thoughts on any of the movies that we've discussed, uh, Psycho movies, or if you have any ideas for future episodes, please drop us a line. How can they reach us, David? Please do. Um, reach out to us on Instagram, where we are the Swearwolves Podcast. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, and the Slasher app as the Swearwolves. Uh, we have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. Uh, we have our own website, theswearwolves.com, or you can email us directly at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So, for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm also Brett. No, I'm David. And uh, hip hop, hip to the hip, to the hip, hip hop, you don't stop by rocking to the bang, bang, boogie set up, jump to boogie to beat.
David, the next two months can't. They can't come soon enough. Yeah, get out. Yeah, fucking Amityville horror is ass. Get, <laughs> get out. <laughs> That's what the White House does. <laughs> in the Amityville house. Get out. Dude, that'd be a good horror movie. A person becomes president, and, and like, they're a fucking they, monster. They, they discover, and then the house is like, "Oh shit, I gotta kill no, this guy." No, not bad. <laughs> but the person becomes president, and then uh, they find out that the White House is haunted. Yeah, the president versus like ghosts or yeah, something. Yeah. Yes, like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but it's like new president versus ghosts. <laughs> you can call the movie Fright House, and he has to call them the Ghostbusters. <laughs> That would be amazing. This man has no dick. Trump? Yep. That's right.